And good Monday morning and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner. If we can get it going here this morning and talking a little sports here in Blount County. Running a little behind this morning, but nonetheless, here to, to say the least. And uh, as Boone gets, gets set up, settled in, we'll get him on the air here. But a lot to talk about this morning. Tennessee Vols, Lady Vols kind of have a rough weekend uh, the the Lady Rebels uh, had an opportunity uh, there Saturday night to, to punch their ticket to Murfreesboro. They they were able to do that, and then tonight the men or the 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 Rebels that is uh, will have their opportunity to do just the same. But as we bring Boone in, man, uh, just in time, uh, kind of happened on us this morning. It did. Proud of our results, Wayne. <laughs> but you ever lose something and. You thought you knew where it was, and you look, and you look, and, well, in the Lady Rebels' case, they lost it for nearly two decades, but uh, three words. They found that net, cut it down, it's in the trophy case. They won't lose again, will they, Wayno? No, no. I think I think they, they've got a little something-something here. You, you know, talk about Danae Fritz. She's a, she's a Tennessee Miss basketball finalist. She'll, she'll actually be in, uh, in Murfreesboro tomorrow. Uh, for the ceremony there to to find out if if she is in fact uh, Mrs. Basketball for for AAA, but you, you know it's just it's it was a I'll use a big word a microcosm as as you Ooh. look at as you look at the the whole team there's there's not a weak point on it. I mean you talk about a, a Anaya Vananda she's athletic as can be and she can she can kind of pull some defense off of Danae. And then if they if they're unwilling to do that, then Danae'll just you know then Vananda can just score the basketball. But you've also got you know Midkiff that can shoot the three. You've got West that can shoot the three, uh, and then all these all these other uh, players that can check in and check out. Grayson Patterson came in Saturday night and knocked down three consecutive threes. Just bam, 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 and and really blew the game open uh, off the bench. So I. Uh, I thought all of those things were great for for the Lady Rebels, and then also you talk about Jazz Irvin. You know she's down low. She she can really she's a rebounding machine, and if she gets two hands on it, nobody's taking it away from her. Yeah, well said, uh, Miss Vedanda. I've I've known her for years. We know actually uh, she's in the same grade as my daughter. Watched them play basketball together, and she was scoring uh, in the twenties. As a fifth grader, had my eye on her. I thought, God, all that athleticism. She was still like six in a row. It was just totally amazing. But, uh, well, you know, what's really neat is our, our girl there is a junior. And uh, that's awesome. But uh, I was looking at the stats. She ends up, uh, Denia Fritz, 25 points. And uh, Cunningham gets one more. She's at double figures. Gracie. Midkiff, if she got another point, she would have been in double. And uh, Jazz, if she gets five more. So you're uh, seven points away from four starters being in double digits. That's that's pretty awesome, Wayno. And the thing that impressed me was the uh, – I think they put the, the Trailblazers, old, old Daniel Boone's girls, into shock with the aggressiveness, the opening defense that they came out with. And when you can open with the defense and uh, bombard them with threes, and then the key, of course, here is this third part, uh, 
offensive efficiency the rest of the game. A lot of times teams try to win games, we've said it before, without playing. You're just saying go clock go. But, man, I love the Lady Rebels' offensive efficiency. They they were not going to waste possessions, were they? Well, and, you know, that's kind of interesting because they've only lost one game this calendar year. And it came in the in the district championship game to Bearden, and, and it really was a game that, as Jude Ellison said, they 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 had a hard time throwing it in the ocean at that time. And, and you know, you have those games, and I think it's a reset button to a certain extent. And, and I think the Lady Rebels had that, and then they pretty much used that as a uh, as a let's don't do this again kind of moment. And they went on a tear to win the win the region, host a sectional game. And uh, at one point, you know, uh, could have walked out the, uh, the sectional game with about six minutes to go. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Jude knows, uh, he knows those girls walking the hall with them, uh, their tendencies, their desire. I just think that's a great testament and, uh, to seeing what they've done. Man, you talk about a great addition to the uh, family West trophy case, a picture of uh, – you get to walk up on that ladder, and uh, it was a great picture in our pe- local paper there with uh, father, coach, daughter, player, both up there at the same time on a rung, snipping that net. That uh, That's a memory of a lifetime there, Wayno. They're going to treasure that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. For them to be able to cut that down, that, that means a lot to that family. And, and then, you know, it's just a big achievement. You know, you talk about how how difficult that's got to be. You know, I, I don't I don't have a daughter, and my boys are still still very very young. But uh, to to kind of have your your career and your and, and your your family life kind of coincide there for a four year stretch, that's got to be that's got to be an interesting dynamic. And and the fact that she's a senior, and now they're having an opportunity to get back to state, I think that just that just speaks volumes for. For, for how they've been able to, to kind of departmentalize that a little bit, but then at the same time allow it to uh, to almost push them uh, to do great things, and they've done that this season. Uh, a great season, 30 victories on this season. Uh, the men have the chance to do the same thing tonight, but, uh, you, you know, it's it's great that they're going to go, uh, and, and they're one of the best eight teams in the, in the, in the state. You know, that's, that's kind of what it means when you go to Murfreesboro. There's eight teams. Uh, you can play your way in or out of that championship level. And, uh, and, and Maryville girls have found their fate. Yesterday, the, the blind draw happened, and uh, I believe they'll see Westview uh, there Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. Pretty awesome. Knowing, knowing what's in front of you, uh, I like your enthusiasm. I know very little about Westview, by the way. <laughs> I, uh, know, I know nothing. I just know they're about to run into Danae Fritz. That's what I know. I know uh, more little than very little. <laughs> we'll we'll have to catch up on them. Yeah, very, uh, yeah. I was gonna say very little may be a stretch for me too. I I, I mean this side of uh, I don't even know what their mascot is. We're gonna have to figure that out, but yeah, we will. But the uh, important thing is we know we know about the Lady Rebels. Um, God, that's exciting. We know my drive over here uh, every morning that gymnasium light is on. I'm not sure if that's uh, players or. Uh, Men trying to keep the old heart pumping, but uh, basketball's big in, in the Maryville neighborhood. I love the girls' enthusiasm. Uh, one of the players announced, I, I saw that quote, got me excited. She said, we're not finished. We're going down there. We're going to get a goal ball. 
that's the attitude you got to have right there. Absolutely. I don't know what I was um, what I was thinking or what have you. They're going to play Whitehaven. I know Whitehaven. That sounds more familiar. Yeah, they've uh, they've been in the mix. Uh, well, we've heard them a lot from uh, football in uh, through the years. They've uh, I'm sure they've uh, won some state championships in football, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Science Hill's going to be down there. That's an East Tennessee school. They're going to take on Stone Memorial. Uh, that's a, that's a team that the Lady Rebels saw early in the season. They're 29 and four as well. Maribel will take on Whitehaven. Whitehaven's 27 and three. The Rebels are 30 and four. Uh, and then Bradley Central, Chattanooga School, 29 and three, will take on Lebanon, 30 and six. They're just they're just kind of Middle Tennessee. Do you even count Lebanon as, as Middle Tennessee? It's hard to say. It's that yeah. way. It's that way. But I don't know that it's what when you say Middle Tennessee, I don't instantly think uh, Lebanon. But then there's Brentwood versus Arlington. Okay, those two are a little out there. <laughs> Brentwood's a long way out there. Yeah, that's. That's Middle Tennessee. Uh, I'm very familiar with the Brentwood boys. Hey, Wayne, what's exciting to me is uh, I said Danae's a, a junior. She's got that Michael Jordan uh, two-digit thing going for her, number 23. And you would have thought she was Jordan. She scored 12 of Maryville's first 12. I'm not super good at math, but I know what that means. She was just lights out and uh, – if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Trailblazers, the big problem they had was not even getting in double digits until the third quarter. I'll tell you, you, you know, you saw Daniel Boone, and when they got walked into the gym, I said, wow, they've got a couple girls that's pretty good size. You know, they had this girl, her, her name was Jenkins, and she was, it was number 22. She was pretty good. And then they had this bunting girl who was number 44, and, and both of those girls had really good size. But I thought the athleticism of Vananda and Fritz was going to play a big part because, it, you know, in high school basketball, sometimes you can be really big or you can be athletic, and either one of them work. But the problem is when you have to deal with Danae Fritz and, and Vananda, you got to have both because you got to have length to get up with their hops, and then you've got to have speed to be able to keep up with them. Because Fritz, I, I love the way she can – she took a Steph Curry three there Saturday night, and, and Jude and I just – Okay, just shoot it from wherever you want because it was money. And she she is that player. Uh, she gets into a zone, and, and it's just one of those deals where you just need to give her the basketball. And uh, and she took good care of it there Saturday night. And, and the Lady Rebels, um, like I said, they've, they've turned a corner. When they lost to Bearden in that district, it made all the difference because they – when we did the game against Alcoa, and I and and you know I've told several people this, so being on air right now doesn't change my opinion. The Rebels was pushing when they didn't need to push against Alcoa. They were up 14, 15 points, and they were still running and slinging and doing. and And if you'd have covered up the the clock, you'd have thought they were behind. And now you see a team that, even though still doesn't do the the standard in high school. Uh, dribble it out at the top, you know, right there at midcourt, which I can respect because, you, you know, don't change your your offensive philosophy just because you're up a bunch. I mean, I think that's that's living that mantra uh, to the max. But, but at the same rate, you see them being a lot more controlled. They do things on purpose. Late in the game, they, they would pass it a few extra times just to get a great shot instead of just settling for, for Danae driving it in. 
Because, I mean, that's that's something that's going to work most times. So uh, I, I thought it was a really good performance. I think Daniel Boone, if they're representative of what they're going to see uh, in, in Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro better watch out because here come the Lady Rebels. Yeah, the Trailblazers, like like you said, were big. But when Maribel's moving it around, they just flat out out physical out physical I'm gonna create a new word here, them. Uh they they had the the blitz there where they had uh Patterson was involved in both of them. She was bombing away the threes and then finally uh Dan Old Boone was able to throw in a bucket and then they had another uh three barrage going there. Hey, hey Jude uh, Jude a couple times uh called him Davy Crockett. I was like other coonskin hat, other coonskin hat <laughs> Easily done. <laughs> but you know what I noticed, Wayne? I know two things. And when you think about it, it's, it says about everything you need. The Lady Rebels made shots and they made plays. And uh, whether it be college, high school, uh, not sitting on the lead, amping up that defense, staying after them, I, ju- I just love that want-to in them. You and I applaud it all the time around here. And uh, – that they said that you're big, you're physical, but you're gonna have to show us you can move all over this court. We're gonna run you down and wear you out. And like I said, I, I think the Rebels pretty much just kind of put them in shock with their ability to uh, move up and down the court. Well, and it was very much similar to the to the 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 regional championship game of the Rebels uh, just a few nights back in the fact that they came out and and I think I, the next day I might have said this on air i said yeah because i was talking to freddie baseball and i said either i knew the rebels were going to come out and they were either going to floyd mayweather and not do anything to hurt themselves and just just hurry up and get their punches in or they were going to come out like mike tyson and just run over there and pop you in the mouth and that's what they did and i thought the lady rebels did that last night they knew what they were going to have strength wise they knew that 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 Daniel Boone had traveled for some time uh, to get to Maryville High School, and I think they uh, they understood we need to rip the advantage away from them, and they they just went down there and went boom 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 and scored. Next thing you know, it's like seven to two, and 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 I don't know that the Rebels ever look back. It, it was really nice to see uh, the continued press from a lot of people you saw like I said Grayson Patterson come off the bench and, and really provide a spark you saw Jazz Irvin uh which is a rebounding machine it, it's amazing how much she can she can just box out and put herself in position to get a great rebound but uh she she was able to rip a few down she got sent to the line a couple times and made them pay for it uh, I think that's going to be key in Murfreesboro is when you get there take it make it uh and and I just I, I like what they're carrying to Murfreesboro. Uh, again, Stone Memorial being a a common opponent uh, for for the Lady Rebels. They they didn't fare well opening the season against Stone Memorial, but uh, you have seen those those ladies before. So I think that's going to be a big piece. Uh, I looked up Whitehaven. It's funny, you know, when you when you Google Whitehaven, you know what comes up? White House, Graceland. Ooh. You know that's that's what that community is known for is Graceland, so we'll we'll hope uh, uh, they don't they uh, they don't do a whole lot of uh, uh, Elvis impersonations and 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 the Lady Rebs can take some business there. But maybe but, we can hang them up on peanut butter and jelly and jelly donuts and and they'll be so full they won't be very uh, physical. I hope yeah they may have uh, they have may have a lot of rhinestones on their uniform. 
That would slow I, them down. I will say, I will say, every time <laughs> I've ever seen Whitehaven, they do have a funky uniform, like chrome numbers or some kind of crazy. That way, you can't read them from a distance. I mean, that's kind of mascot got long sideburns. Oh, that'd be awesome. Pork chops is what I call them. <laughs> but uh, hey, Wayno, did did you notice uh, the uh, holding seven minutes to go in the first half? Maryville got after him so much that uh, Daniel Boone only had three points. That was huge right there. They just shut him down for that period of time. And uh, whether it be college, high school, too many empty trips will seal your deal. And and Maryville did with that pressing defense. Well, what I thought Daniel Boone stayed away from, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just not their bread and butter. I, I, I don't follow the Trailblazers, but I just thought they were almost unwilling to shoot a three-point shot, which allowed which allowed Maryville just to kind of close the defense, close the defense, close the defense. I don't know that there was many positions that the paint wasn't full. You know what I'm saying? It was out there to be had, and they would just continue to try to feed it in, feed it in, feed it in. And when they would launch one every now and again, they – I didn't feel like they were terrible at it, but I, I just think that's that that come out quick, get a get a lead on a team, and force them to to change what they were going to do. And I think that's what the Rebels did. But looking at the the uh, the bracket here, the winner of the Maryville Whitehaven game will play either Science Hill or Stone Memorial. Like I said, Stone Memorial, a common opponent. Science Hill also have seen the Lady Rebels before. Uh, a little tale of two tapes as the the Stone Memorial Group got the best of the Rebels in the season opener November 19th. That's a long time ago. And then Science Hill on November the 30th, uh, the Lady Rebels uh, nearly doubled them up. Uh, the other two quarterfinal, Pitt Bradley Central against Lebanon and Brentwood against Arlington. Uh, the semifinals will be played back-to-back beginning at 10 a.m. on Friday. So it's going to be a, a few days of, of big-time basketball there in Murfreesboro. If you ever been to MTSU to their their basketball facility, it's pretty. I, pretty I have cool uh, place. Chad Smith, uh, my player that went in the uh, Hall of Fame, his senior year. Uh, we all went down there and watched him. Nice facility. Yeah, the glass house, as they call it, and uh, and and it's pretty fun. It's it's a quaint environment because you know you you know I guess when I think college, I'm like oh Thompson Bowling, which by the way. If you're if you're local to Tennessee and haven't been to a lot of places, Thompson Bowling's a big deal. <laughs> Thompson Bowling is huge. Like I know, you know, you went with us uh, to Cameron Indoor. Cameron Indoor is one of the most well-known gyms in the in the country, and uh, it's tiny. It's a it's a small place, and and I've seen other places. You know, Kentucky's Memorial Gym that that the ladies play in. Uh, it's a small place. You know, you you look at a lot of different places, and it's just even Auburn's arena. It's kind of a one and a half decker. It's not even like a full two, and uh, and so when I uh, when I go to Middle Tennessee State, like it's an environment that's pretty cool because you're on top of it anywhere you're at. You know, there's not a seat where you go, man. I wish I was closer. If you do, you just wish you were playing because you're right on top of it. But I like I like the the feel that it has. I think it's a really good environment. And, and looks like, Boone, if we can get all these things lined up, either uh, Rebel Radio will be on on scene or or we're going to get the TSSAA feed 
and uh, and get that uh, get that so that the local people don't have to search around on the internet to find the radio. Uh, they can just uh, tune in right here to WGAP. Awesome. Hey, Wayno, did you have a score on the the uh, November nineteenth Stone Mountain? I know you said we lost. How close was that game? It was it was not very close. It was sixty seven fifty five. Okay. We've improved a lot uh, since back in November. Oh, I think so. I think so. Anytime you – you know, everybody says, you know, oh, well, this team was good, so they should be great next year. And and believe me, I fall into that, that category when it comes to Tennessee. But I think every year is a different dynamic. I mean, look at Jordan Bowden. You know, look at, look at different leaders and how you, you have to – it's different, you know. You one year to the next, that that same magic doesn't get captivated. And I think just from last year to this year, the Lady Rebels they had to sink theirself in. You know, a lot of times practice versus you know the performance doesn't always line up. Stone Memorial obviously ch- proved to be a really good team, and they just ran into the Rebels really, really early. So uh, I think it's it's not indicative of what will happen should they meet again. But I think if you talk to Coach West, you talk to Danae Fritz. Uh, they're worried about Whitehaven. They don't see Stone Memorial or Science Hill unless they get the victory over Whitehaven. Yeah, I like what Coach West does. Um, apparently, Wayno, he, he looks at what the uh, opponent does really well and takes it away from them. I don't think Daniel Boone was comfortable at all with threes. Uh, Maryville ends up getting nine. They only get four. With with the size, uh, they want to pound it inside low, stay in the paint, and uh, – I, I just like how he did that. Defense wins championships, and uh, we certainly wish them the best and want them to repeat with another big win. I like the combination of the juniors and seniors on this team also, Wayno. Absolutely. We'll do another little preview as Wednesday morning rolls around because at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time, uh, you'll see the, the Lady Rebels take on White Haven there in Murfreesboro. But Boone, let's get to a break. Let's listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to continue to grind on a Monday edition, hopefully sip a few sips of coffee and get ourselves on track. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Rule King is proud to offer firearms and ammunition at the lowest prices every day like the Maverick 88. Made in the USA by Mossberg, Maverick 88 pump-action shotguns are known for their toughness, reliability, and as the working man and woman shotgun. Complete with a six-round capacity at a 28-inch vent rib barrel. The 12-gauge Maverick 88 is now just $179.98, but hurry, this is while supplies last. You can order online at rkguns.com or check them out in-store at Rule King, America's farm and home store. 
Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. The Alcoa Kiwanis Antique Appraisal Fair is coming up Saturday, March 14, 2020 from 10 to 2.30 at the Maryville First Baptist Church Family Life Center, 202 West Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. And all proceeds support the Alcoa Kiwanis projects. The appraisers are caseantiques.com. So bring your coins, gold, books and documents, guns and military items. Appraisals for individual items are $5 each. General opinions for large collections, $15. And chili lunches will be available. It's the Alcoa Kiwanis Antique Appraisal Fair, Saturday, March 14th, at the Maryville First Baptist Church Family Life Center at 202 West Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. For more information, contact David Dugan at 865-984-6551. We'll see you there. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios at Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Boone, as we talked about the Lady Rebs and and they've punched their ticket to Murfreesboro, the men have the opportunity to do so tonight. Uh, You you know, Saturday night when the ladies were taking care of business, had the opportunity uh, to pull Joe Anderson and Ashton Maples up on the on Rebel Radio, talk a little bit with them. And uh, you can just see in those guys' eyes, they're they're pumped. They wanted to be in the gym, one, to support the ladies, but two, just to, to be in that environment and, and see that, that moment. And so I think they, they were pumped to be there. They were ready to, to support the ladies. But I think tonight's their night. And they, they have a, a formidable team coming into town. Dobbins Bennett, uh, Dobbins Bennett, coached by Chris Poor, a really nice young coach. And, uh, and he's going to bring his tribe in uh, to do some damage and try to take something away from the Rebels that they, they desperately, desperately want. I, I mean, I like the Rebels' chances, but I, I'm, I'm kind of biased in that opinion. But I, I just think, you know, the, the dynamic that, that we've seen the last few weeks, especially, you, you know, Joe Anderson, Ashton Maples, and then, and then Silers, Josh Silers. Uh, I mean, he was, he was player of the week. Uh, this past week and actually in that regional championship game probably was the difference 
as he knocked down several, several threes to separate the Rebels uh, uh, from from that championship game. So, uh, you know, I, I like what they bring to the table when they're hosting. It's always a better environment to be at your home place and have an opportunity to move on. But uh, I, I also saw some determination uh, in the in the face of Joe Anderson and Ashton Maples. I said, well, you know, what's what are you excited about about Monday night? And then what are you excited about looking forward? And he goes, I'm, I'm not looking much past Monday night. And I'm like, that's a kid that's locked in. I like I like what they were saying, and then ultimately uh, they're ready to go. And seeing the girls firsthand, of course, the challenge they did it. Now it's up to us. Let's answer. That's going to fuel that competitive drive. We know, and of course, Ashton and some of these other players haven't been there already in football is going to also help with that competitiveness. And I, th- I think they just really, really, really feel like they owe it to the girls to be right there with them. You know, I uh, my father-in-law went and watched. We watched the uh, uh, the regional championship game, and uh, my father-in-law he made a really interesting point. And I think I said it last week, but I'll say it again. It's a it's a big deal to have these basketball or these football players on the basketball team, and, and by by saying that, AJ Davis, Ashton Maples, uh, Drew Crowder, uh, et cetera, et cetera, the moment doesn't get big on those guys. Because they play for Maryville High School football. They, they live in the moment. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that when, when games get tied or when things change, their emotion doesn't really take over. It's, it's a matter of what are you taught to do? How are you going to do it? Do it the same way every time. And you just see that. And that's a level of uh, – what am I trying to say? That's a level of uh, discipline that you don't always see from high school juniors and seniors. True that. Um, I'm just ex- excited about uh, seeing how they rise to this moment. Um, 50% of it, I know, is having a really good game plan. And the other 50%, as we're going to see here in uh, these lady balls and men's basketball balls, is executing the game plan. And you've had game plans every week, and you've gone out there and you've attempted and either executed or come up short. But all these games they have taught you little lessons along the way, and you should certainly be aware of these as they happen and then use them. And uh, there's a reason for everything that's happened during the season. But you, you just got to uh, you got to pull the old carpe diem. Seize the day or seize the moment because every game is going to be different. I, I do think it's funny, you know, looking at Dobbins Bennett's schedule, looking at Maryville's schedule. This, these teams have seen each other before. Uh, they they saw each other uh, actually for Dobbins Bennett. It was their season opener in the Hall of Fame Classic in Greenville, uh, and, and the Rebels came out on the good end of that one, seventy three to fifty eight. But again, November twenty third was a long time from then, and the 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 opportunity to for redemption for Dobbins Bennett has to be there. Uh, but in at the same rate. I think you got to look at these rebels and say, "Listen, they started with us; they can end with us, and and we need to we need to make make sure that that happens." And I think I think you look at it in the regional championship. Joe Anderson had a good night, but he didn't have a great night. I think I think you'll see him show up tonight and really be ready to play, uh, be ready to score the basketball. Because I think I think they took the scoring aspect of Joe Anderson away in the regional championship, and that's what really led to a lot of the other players. Uh, getting some big time stats, but but at the same rate, uh, you've got to work through Joe 
and you've got to work with Joe, and I think uh, the Rebels will take care of business tonight. Yeah, they're going to have to uh, just pace the game out, observe it, watch it, work with it. And the important part, Wayno, is making the adjustment. Uh, Coach Vitello, as we'll speak on later, said uh, the big, biggest thing he noticed is they just did not adjust as they went along. But do the strategy, listen to your coach, adjust early, not wait too late. And uh, the coach has just got to come in there and really play the motivation card. And uh, the one that does that the best and the players that buy in going to be on the winning side of this. Absolutely. Dobbins Bennett sits at 19-13, and 9-3 in district play. And honestly, uh, have a lot of gaps. Uh, if you look at their schedule, never really a, a super long win streak or a super long losing streak. But in the, the weeks that had January 11th, Saturday, January 11th, through January the 31st, they lost five games, five out of seven. So uh, this is a team that's that's had a little bit of struggle. They've lost to Gate City, Virginia, Science Hill, Tennessee High, Greenville, and David Crockett. Uh, so they, they have uh, room to improve, but they've uh, they've went through their, their district and regionals, making it to the championship round each of those, those appearances and losing to the Hilltoppers. Well, the Hilltoppers are out of the way now. Uh, the Hilltoppers are on their own trying to get to Murfreesboro, and uh, they're they're staring down the barrel of the Rebels and and a twenty nine and four Rebel team looking to get to thirty wins. Uh, what a season this would be to have Joe Anderson break uh, Lee Lee's record, have an opportunity to go to a state tournament, and then once you get there, have an opportunity to win a state championship. But all of it starts tonight, uh, Maryville High School, seven p.m. start time. If you can't make it out, check it out on our sister station WGAP. 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. But, uh, but Boone, let's uh, let's switch gears just a little bit, go to Tennessee basketball. Uh, Tennessee men uh, had an opportunity against Auburn to, to get a little redemption. Talk about redemption. Had an opportunity to get back what they let loose down in Auburn as they, they let a 17-point lead get away from them. Uh, they had an opportunity to, to, to stand down at home and get a get a big victory, and uh, it just wasn't in the cards. Three point shooting uh, was on fire for for the 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 Tigers, the War Eagles, uh, and ultimately uh, Auburn Auburn gave us the business. Some coaches, we know, just have a knack for always getting a a postseason run in place. And as you and I saw, we're going to have to say that Bruce the Moose, he's just one of those coaches. They, they get stronger in the end of the season. And his mantra is, we may miss the first nine threes, but I'll tell you what, we're going to keep firing them up there. Just uh, career night. You know, he's only a, a three-star when uh, Pearl got him. And he just coached him up. And his career night had to come against us. This is uh, this is five in a row they've gotten us. Right, Wayno? Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They've just uh, – I mean, it's going to end. We're young and uh, we're coming along. Um, we, just, we just ran into a lot of juniors and seniors. And we didn't uh, – in my opinion, we did not leave it. We did not want it more than uh, the other team. We were trying to do that three games in a row. The biggest thing I saw, Wayne, though, and – 
I would love to know why we, Auburn, come out there and their hands are on us. I don't want that to be a norm. I don't want your hand on me the whole time. I, I don't want to just say, well, I have to accept this and the whole game is going to be like this. Then they would body up on us. Then I'm watching closely uh, the Tennessee guys. Man, there's a two-and-a-half, three-foot gap in there, and it continued like that the whole game. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. At this particular time in this particular game, they were just too quick for us to stay between them and the goal. Oh, and, and, and you know, I saw that early on. I said, I said, they're doing the same thing we're trying to do. They just look better doing it. You know, they're just a lot more athletic. They're Faster just a lot more smoother. Efficient. Yeah. And, and, you know, you look at it, it was senior day. Jordan Bowden, Lamonte Turner uh, had the pregame ceremony, and I, I thought it was really good. Everybody gave Lamonte uh, a really big standing ovation. Jordan Bowden got a good good uh, applause there. But, you, you know, it was a battle of, of, of a team that, that was really hungry, and, and you're exactly right. Bruce Pearl does a great job of getting guys ready and, and really making it say, you know, it's not about what we did, it's about what we're doing and, and pushing the issue from that, that angle. But you saw uh, Santiago Vescovi get 13 points, three of five shooting from beyond the three-point arc. Uh, true freshman scored in double figures in all but one SEC home game this season. Uh, but the Tigers' three-point shooting helped them combat any form of momentum the Vols could get, and they stretched that run into the second half. Fulkerson was uh, was almost neutralized. I mean, I thought they did a lot of uh, decent things to get him uh, in, in some foul trouble, and and then and then also uh, he was just having a hard time scoring the basketball there on Saturday, but. Uh, I thought Tennessee opened up with a really good good brand of defense. I thought they pushed the issue, turned them over a few times. Uh, Jalen Johnson connected on a three-point attempt, and I thought we were going to have uh, some really nice pieces to go with that, but unable to do that. SEC Defensive Player of the Year candidate Eve Pons finished the regular season with one block in every single game, swatting away two shots on Saturday, and then he enters the SEC tournament with 73 blocks on the year. That ties the program's single-season record uh, set by C.J. Black in 97 and 98. And uh, and Tennessee left Thompson Bowling Arena with their head down, not knowing who they will face in the SEC tournament. They locked into a number eight seed in the tournament, and they'll see Alabama Thursday, 1 p.m. start time. I like that matchup. I, I mean, I, I don't know that there's a ton of teams that I'm just, like, confident about beating, I'll just be honest with you. I think Tennessee, uh, Tennessee has a lot of gaps that they've got to try to fill with night in and night out. And I'm not sure there's a ton of teams uh, that I feel confident that we'll always be able to do that. But Alabama's one of those teams uh, that that on their best night can beat us. The problem is, is they don't find their best night very much. So I, uh, I think Alabama's a team that I'm okay with playing. I like the fact that that you you know. What you see if you get past Alabama, I like the matchups uh, on the other sides of the bracket that could kind of beat some people up. But I think Tennessee's, you know, they're the maker of their own fate right now. You know, we had an opportunity several times. We we beat Kentucky, beat uh, Florida, and had an opportunity to end the season on a three-game winner and have maybe a one or two-win SEC tournament for a chance at an NCAA. That's all but gone now. So it's a uh, it's a uh, it's winter go home, and I think that's uh, that needs to be the mantra every night. If it hasn't already been every night, 
It needs to be the mantra as we head to Nashville because it's truly you lose and we may not go anywhere, Boone. I think he's got to just tell them, look, we would love to ball the NIT, go with it, get as much experience if we can. If you're going to just lay down, we're not even going to get to the NIT. you got to get after the tide. I, I remember. Think, I think you win the one game, you get to the NIT. I think if you lose to Alabama, they may go. You know, we may just we may just wait. We would. I'm guessing, uh, like you said, Alabama. When I first watched them, I caught them on an on night and just a, a lot of athleticism, a lot of doing good things. And I remember thinking, oh Lord, we're going to have trouble with them. But they kind of wavered and hit some down spots. We're probably going to get, what, Kentucky in game number two? Should we win the first one? Yeah, it's, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, and uh, they're going to have the uh, uh, the payback, the revenge factor, trying to go there. We, I love how we've had our best defensive game, and it took us a long time to get our offense cranked up. We didn't have that number three score, but we actually moved to, like, number 28th in the nation – defensively as far as holding teams down there. Uh, Shamir goes off the deep end, hits eight threes, and that messed us up as far as our uh, rankings go there because that's the highest offense we've given up all year. What I would love to see, Wayno, is for us to have our best defensive and offensive game in the same game before this SEC tournament's over. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to see us put it together. And, you know, a year ago we go in and we beat Kentucky in the SEC tournament. Uh, so it's it's not out of out of the 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 realm of possibility. But I, I think, you know, they were talking a little bit about, you know, if this team, you know, gets an invitation to the NIT, do you even take it? And Rick Barnes didn't wait a minute. He said, absolutely, I'm going to take it. A young team like this, it's it's no different than, than, a, than a cheap bowl game, you know, for football. It's 15 more practices. It's more exposure. It's more impact to to what you're going to see the next three years if you're a lot of these freshmen. And then it's honestly a really good recruiting tool because you can you can use it to expose and and to do things with some of these young players that that maybe you wouldn't be able to do in other venues. But uh, I think Tennessee squarely set Thursday afternoon, one p.m. start time against Alabama, and let the chips fall where they may. I think they get the tide. But I think uh, I don't think it's going to be the prettiest thing. I don't think it's going to be uh, uh, very very interesting. And I hope that Tennessee uh, carries carries a good good fan base uh, to Nashville. They did a year ago, uh, and and I hope they do so again on Thursday. But but the Lady Vols, Lady Vols have have exited uh, the the SEC tournament. It ended up being a, another South Carolina. SEC Women's Championship, five out of the last six for the Gamecocks. Boone, uh, talk about uh, uh, talk about a coach that uh, that's making her own mark in the ladies' game. Uh, you don't have to go much farther in South Carolina. No, and they're close by. Columbia's what three and a half, three? Yeah, depending on how much you want to push it there. Stay. Yeah, if Boone's driving, it's about two hours forty five minutes. Stay, stay. Four or five miles over the speed limit. I was going to say at the if, most. If you ask a state trooper, Boone. They'll say Boone will go fast. Eh. Nah, they they'll think I'm the slow guy in the in the pass lane. Probably <laughs> the way I operate sometimes. But 
Well, you know, here's the uh, here here's the curious thing that I, I just can't figure out. When when you're in a situation in life, and the first requirement when you're trying to figure a few things out is you have to realize where you are. Then you have to kind of reflect where you are. You have to put lip service to it, and you have to talk about where you are. And then whoever's working with you, whether it be a basketball coach for Lady Vols, men's or whatever, you get a game plan. And uh, you spend a little time in it, and you, you admit it and you own it. This is where I am, turnover city. I don't want to be here. You put a game plan in place to fix it. I, turnovers are, are a death sentence. I mean, they destroy. They, they're the evil guy. And then you try to fix it. It's it's just a darn mystery to me. Uh, Coach, Coach Harper can put these things in place, but the guys, freshmen or not, you got you got to take ownership and say, I'm going to fix it. You don't say, well, I fixed it, but I fixed it against an Ole Miss. You fix it, whether it's South Carolina, uh, Kentucky, State, yeah. the big dogs. Uh, I, I know they're freshmen. Well, they're sophomores now. They've played a regular season. Yeah. You can't hang on to, to the over – the turnover bug is contagious – we haven't got rid of it all year. Your thoughts on that? Well, Charlie Cream has us as an 11 seed in the Fort Wayne region, and it's Maryland's region. I think Tennessee, if they don't turn the basketball over, they're a hard team to beat. They're long, they're lean, they're fast. They do a lot of things well, but they don't handle the ball well, and they turn it over. Those two things get you beat quicker than anything. They, they, they have – they have breakdowns on on just just basic stuff. They stand around on offense. I think that's that's a that's a byproduct of being tall. You know, I think they're tired more than most. But I I, I think I think Tennessee's just got to understand where their where their bread's buttered. And 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 honestly, this season it's been Renaya Davis. I think you've got to work everything through Renaya. You've got to get get uh, Horston on the same page. A lot of times she ain't even in the same book. But uh, you got to get her kind of tuned in. But then at the same point, I think you've got to force the ball down low. You've got to use your height advantage to your advantage. You go up, you put it up, you're either going to score, you're going to get fouled, or, or every now and again, both. So I think Tennessee's got to understand that they don't have to shoot a bunch of threes. One, they don't have a they don't have a ton of shooters that are just money from the three-point line. We, we miss a Brianna Bass. We miss, you know, uh, uh, all those three-point shooters that we've had for, for so long. Uh, and Angie Bjorklund, there's a name to pull out of the, the cabinetry. But uh, at the same rate, we, we're not that kind of team. So I think you've got to run this offense through Renai Davis, but you've got to use Ray Burrell and Tamari Key uh, to, to use that down low size uh, to, to get some things done. Uh, he's got us projected right there against Ohio State, a, a 6-11 matchup. Uh, I, I think Tennessee, that's a, that's a strong opening game. Um, but it, it may be the best thing for Tennessee because they're they're young enough that they play up or down to that competition, and I think at least if we're we're looking up at a six seed, uh, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be fired up to do it. We'll be in Spokane, Washington, if this holds true, and uh, and that's a that's a long way from Knoxville, but nonetheless, uh, this team hasn't seemed to have uh, a ton of home court or 
uh, road hesitance. I mean, it's it's just a matter of who shows up uh, to play that night. I think Kelly Harper uh, will look back a few years from now and see the progress that was made here in year one foundationally uh, in making the framework for, for what's going to be moving forward. But I think they've got a lot of things that they're going to work on in the offseason because this is a team that if you look at it, they're, they're a bunch of bigs. And, and the, the fact is, is in high school they didn't play anybody that can compete. And I think we've seen that early and often throughout this whole season. Renia Davis can't win all the games for us. She's won a few of them for us. But we've just got to dig in, sink in, and hopefully uh, get some progress out of this thing. But, Boone, let's take our last break of the day, listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to hit on Tennessee baseball a little bit. First loss of the season, first series loss of the season as the, the Vols look to, to find some answers after falling to Wright State. We'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 a.m. and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Take the first step by attending the Blunt County Job Fair on March 24th from 1 to 5 p.m. at the Foothills Mall in Maryville. Sponsored by Blackberry Farm, Pellissippi State Community College, Clayton Homes, and the City of Maryville, more than 40 employers will be on hand with jobs available in hospitality, medical services, telecommunications, construction, internet technology, and much more. So find your next career at the Blunt County Job Fair on March 24th at Foothills Mall. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Don't miss Pizza Hut Spirit Day. Help raise funds for Maine support. That's M-A-N-E support. The second Monday of every month at Pizza Hut, 804 Foothills Mall Drive, Maryville, 375 Hannum Street, Alcoa, and 2418 Airport Highway in Alcoa. From 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. all day. All you need to do is order a pizza from Pizza Hut on the second Monday of every month, and Maine Support receives 20% of all sales. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and, of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. 
com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind alongside Boone. Uh, Boone, talk a little baseball. The last time I talked to you, Tennessee baseball was undefeated. They carried that into the weekend, and then Friday night, Wright State broke the curse and got the victory over the Vols, snapping what was a 14-game win streak, and then all of a sudden, Tennessee comes back, gets a three-to-one victory on Saturday, and you just knew the Vols were going to sweep, were going to finish the the deal, win the series in Wright State, a team that's played a really tough schedule. They've beaten Louisville, a ranked team, and now have beaten Tennessee two out of three. Take the Sunday match, and uh, and and I think it leaves Coach Vitello a, a little bit of a a little bit of curiosity as to what let led to this team getting the the best of the Vols, but. Uh, I think he, you know, we talked a little bit off the air. Uh, we just didn't adjust. We didn't make the the changes that you need to do when you see certain things, and uh, and I think we just thought we would come back. and And I think it's as good adversity for this baseball team because you know, yes, it, it it's kind of it's kind of lackluster to lose to a right state, but you'd rather do that than go into to SEC play uh, unscathed. And uh, and then all of a sudden start your SEC slate off one and two. So I think this this gives us a little bit of fuel for the week. ETSU comes into town midweek, and then uh, I think we'll we'll hopefully be ready uh, to go for our opening series against South Carolina. But uh, but Boone, what'd you take away from the baseball vols this weekend? Biggest thing I noticed, Wayno, was we had twenty two chances to get a hit while people were on base. We didn't do it. Now that, just think about it. That is a lot. And we were getting hits, but just not at, I mean, sometimes you can squeak by and get one hit, really good hit, two or three people on base in that one instance. But Coach Vitello, when we come marching up there to the plate and it's 22 times, is crucial, and you don't do it, he's going to tell it like it is. Guys, you had your chances. You just uh, didn't take advantage of it. Well, and I think I think that's what these these guys need to hear. You know, they need to see the fact that uh, you, you know you had an opportunity and you couldn't get it done. Uh, and, and the fact is, is adversity at this point in the season is really good. Uh, you'd like to have done it against a, a better team, but at the same same token, if you look at Wright State's uh, schedule, they they haven't shied away from anyone. So. Went up there and got some victories over Louisville and now have some victories over Tennessee to put on their resume. But Tennessee's got a rebound again Tuesday night, 6 p.m. first pitch. Uh, ETSU, the Buccaneers, come calling to Knoxville. And it's your last game before SEC play starts. And, uh, and you know, Boone, this is an SEC gauntlet that uh, that doesn't leave a whole lot of room for, for error. You've got South Carolina, a, a in-the-last-decade national champion, and then you've got a midweek game against Georgia State and then a three-game slate with the reigning World Series champion, so uh, Vanderbilt. So I think you uh, 
you don't have a lot of room to run and hide. You got to play big time baseball right now, and uh, and and the first two weekends of the the SEC series usually dictates where you're going to be. You're either gonna you're either going to climb the mountain and have a place that you have a little room to fall, or you're going to dig a hole that you're going to be fighting your way out of the whole year. So I think this these are big uh, a big two weeks for the Vols. And uh, they're coming off their their first two losses of the season. We'll see how they respond. I think when all is said and done, we're going to be more impressed with Wright State than we are now. I mean, we glanced at her record, like you said. They, I mean, they came some... in at three and eight, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I think that got inside the Tennessee players' heads, and uh, they might have been like me trying to do the math and figure out, "Oh, we've scored 115 runs and." In the month of February, and the other teams scored uh, 17. I don't think they're that egotistical, and I'm such a big fan. I do do that. But, Wayno, we're so good last year, and uh, that's going to that's gonna flow over. Uh, the, one of the top pitching staffs in the country, we set the record for shutouts. I think we had 10, and we had those uh, right at 550 strikeouts. And we got to build on that. But we cannot get uh, in a funk, even with the really, really tough guys coming up, the teams. Uh, we got to keep hitting the ball, get back to basics, and not even think about who you're playing. Just get the job done. Yeah, it's, it goes back to like football. You just got to be the best version in Tennessee you can be and see how that sticks. You know, if that's good enough, good. If it's not, then you got to work harder. But uh, as we're up here against the end of the timeline, again, don't miss tonight at Maryville High School, the, the Rebels host – Dobbins Bennett uh, for a chance to go to Murfreesboro and also across town Alcoa will host a sub-state game for an opportunity to go to Murfreesboro so wish both of those teams the best of luck uh, the Lady Rebels have already punched their ticket as a representative from Blount County heading to to Murfreesboro but follow the men tonight uh, again, you can check out WGAP tonight to hear the Rebels, and then it, you can head to Alcoa High School to check out the Tornadoes. But, you know, we're going to get on out of here, Boone, but if you like what you've heard, get on Facebook, like us, the grind underscore WKVL. Get on Twitter, Instagram, or or uh, SoundCloud. Search us, the grind on sports. You can get it all right here at your fingertips. If you miss some of the show, you don't have to miss it forever. You can catch any show we've done or any part of a show that we've done right there on SoundCloud. So if that's something that interests you, check it out. Follow us and grind on. But we're going to get on out of here. Don't miss Top of the Hour, Jason Swain and the Swain event in what is a local block right here on your source for sports in Blount County. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.